0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now we're joined by Kathleen McNamee from Off the Ball. Kathleen, good morning. Morning, Pat so uh, I suppose the overnight sports news uh, first of all and uh, Man City doing the business against Spurs.
1: Yeah this was a pretty insane match so Spurs were 2-0 up by half time. I think it's the only time in my life I was actually delighted to see Spurs win because I was like for Arsenal this is very good Uh, but yeah City came out absolutely firing in the second half four goals. They were well on top of Spurs. Spurs just collapsed and we've talked about it a few times in the show the fact that Spurs don't tend to score in the first half normally they have a second half performance but it wasn't to be last night. Pep Guardiola was particularly unhappy with his side despite the 4-2 win. Said that the team has lost all their fire and that they don't care anymore and Arsenal have the fire now so I don't know was he trying to kind of gee them up a little bit or was he actually really annoyed but Mm. he didn't sound happy either way.
0: And they face uh, Wolves on Sunday at 2 so (laughs) beware Wolves if this is the (laughs) the attitude they're bringing. Um, Also I suppose he mentioned Arsenal to the tabletoppers and Man United having Slipped and uh, to a draw, unfortunately against uh, Palace, are uh, meeting the table toppers. Uh At Arsenal on Sunday.
1: Yeah, and this is quite exciting because I think this is obviously such a historic tie, and it's maybe lost some of that over the recent years with both United and Arsenal not being great. But this one has serious consequences for both the title race and the top four. United are without Casemiro, which I think a lot of people won't be too happy about. Well, if you're a United fan, if you're an Arsenal fan, I'd say you're quite happy about it because he has been really good for them. But Ten Hag seemed pretty upset with his team after that draw to Chris It wasn't a great mm. performance. I watched it. It was pr- pretty bland from United and not really what we expect from them. So I would expect a bit of a kickback, but I think it's going to be a good a good duel between the two teams. I do think they're quite evenly matched.
0: Uh, looking at the rest of the ties, on Saturday you've got uh, Liverpool, uh, Chelsea visiting. Uh, so
1: Two teams that need a win probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, both of them haven't impressed all that much. Chelsea have made a lot of signings in the transfer window. Biggest one probably being stealing Mudrick off Arsenal. Um, so yeah, they're... But uh, Graham
0: Potter under much more pressure than... than
1: Jurgen Klopp is, yeah. Well, like Klopp has said this week that he's not going anywhere this uh, summer but that a few of the players may be chucked out. So mm. I think a lot of change is coming from Liverpool in the next couple of
0: months. And then at the bottom of the table you've got uh, Everton going to West Ham uh, and Southampton inviting Aston Villa. So they'll be interesting simply because of the bottom four situation.
1: Yeah, exactly. And a bit of Irish interest there too. Obviously at Everton we have Seamus Coleman and then Southampton uh, Gavin Bazunu. I think I, I really hope Everton stay up um, I don't think Lampard is the right coach at all to be there and I think if they lose at the weekend mm. he is definitely out the door
0: OK in the um other news, uh, we'll talk rugby in a moment, but tennis. I mean, Andy Murray this week, four hours and forty-five min, 49 minutes and then five hours and 40 minutes. Uh, how long will his legs carry him through the Australian Open?
1: I don't know. I was watching uh, the match yesterday and I was like, how is his hip still attached to his body after that? It was insane uh, very classic Andy Murray in that he's the sort of player who tends to lose two sets and win the next two and go to a tiebreaker or swap it around it's, it's just the way he plays but I think he was absolutely right in saying that it was a bit ridiculous that they went to four o'clock in the morning yeah. Um you know I, I mean most people can't operate at that time never mind trying to compete at the highest level of sport uh, but it just shows how good yeah. he still is
0: yeah, I don't know whether the time zone suited him or the, the local guy, Coconagas, <laughs> who would be, you know, probably getting tired at around 11 o'clock at night. but yeah. well,
1: the thing <laughs> is, they didn't even get on the court until about 10. So, you know, even that seems very late and a bit ridiculous.
0: OK, uh, matches to savour in rugby over the weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah so we have Leinster and Rassing and then... Um, uh, Ulster playing Sail Sharks and then we also have Munster to lose this is kind of made more interesting by the fact that we did have the Ireland squad come out mm-hmm. yesterday particularly Munster a few eyes are going to be on Joey Carberry didn't make the squad how does he respond does he come out and show Andy Farrell you know you you should have picked me or yeah. does it affect him mentally so yeah there'll be a few eyes on that and then also at Leinster as no. well I have
0: so, to be pleased for Ross Byrne who's uh, kind of uh, almost ever the bridesmaid never the bride ok he's had uh, a few caps but 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 he's a fine player and he's done the business for Leinster so many times when Sexton has not been available.
1: Exactly. And if he can play the way he does for Leinster for Ireland I think he will be a really, really good addition especially ahead of the World Cup because as we know Mm. Sexton does tend to get injured. You want him to be as fit as he can be but we do really need someone that we can rely on in there. And
0: we're all keeping an eye on young Jamie Osborne. Is he the The new kid on the block is he the next Brian O'Driscoll?
1: I think he could be. Like it's kind of funny because we've been talking about him a bit on off the ball in recent weeks. But after he was named in the squad yesterday, it's just interest is completely peaked in him. But when you watch him play, he's just so confident on the ball, very strong, very athletic, and I think like this could be a real sort of breakout tournament for him. A bit like in the way we discovered Mack Hansen or something like yeah. that I think this could be his moment
0: all right uh, looking at the golf in Abu Dhabi I haven't seen this morning's scores uh, but the Irish were actually doing quite well yesterday
1: yeah so uh, update from this morning Seamus Power is currently tied for 10th uh, Shane Mallory is tied 17th and then Patrick Harrington is a good bit down at the moment uh, he's tied for 49 so that's actually it's changing quite quickly yeah, because the
0: early it. early uh, yeah par- I
1: looked at it and they in the round.
0: Um, now if, from your your own particular point of interest and and the Irish women. They're, they've scheduled a friendly, well, one behind doors. Is it against Germany? Yeah. And then there'll be a China friendly.
1: Yeah, so they will be going to Marbella at the end of February. Vera Powell must have a little holiday home or something over there because it's about the second or third time they've gone to Marbella for these games. But uh, yeah, a bit unusual having the Germany game behind closed doors because you would imagine that's a sort of tie ahead of the World Cup that would attract a lot of attention.
0: Sure. Why are they doing that? Do you
1: know? Uh, I, I think it's just logistics. So a lot of the time when they've played over there, they've played behind closed doors and it's just been select amount of journalists that are allowed in. Um, and it is unfortunate because I think it's the sort of game that people would travel for But they are two really good ties to get ahead of the World Cup. You know, China are 14th and Germany are one of the top two or three teams in the world. So this is the sort of challenge that we need if we want to go to the World Cup and compete. Yeah.
0: And uh, I mean, given the the state of the women's game and their schedule, uh, they don't have too many opportunities to get together.
1: No, they really don't. And I mean, FIFA keep announcing new tournaments and new competitions or extending tournaments and competitions. So it's... the Buyers are getting harder and harder to actually bring together an international team, especially with like the funds as well that are required for that. Um, but hopefully, this will be a good use of time, and also that they'll get together a bit more during the year.
0: Callie and from Off the Ball, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance, weekdays at nine a.m. on News Talk.